Good morning. It's good to be with you all today. Now, some of you I see are wearing red, which is great for a lot of reasons. Some of you might be thinking, oh, we're celebrating the 49ers in the offseason. <laughs> Not quite. Number two, some of you might be thinking, it's Memorial Day weekend, which is true. It is Memorial Day weekend. But thirdly, it's Pentecost Sunday. And as you can see, our red vestments are the color of our liturgical holiday that we celebrate today, including my soul, which is one of my favorite colors to wear. Uh, so it's exciting to celebrate with all of you as we come to this very momentous day of church calendar year, where we think about, remember, and center ourselves on the story of the gift of God's presence in the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. More on that in a little bit. So to begin, we're going to sing our first hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. I'll play a little bit so you get the hang of it. Then you can start. Judgment in all things, 
and rejoice at all times in your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now for our first reading of Scripture. With the pastor's comments on symbolism, I'm going to add to that a little bit, because we're dealing with Pentecost. And any mathematician in the room would know that that's the base root for 50. 50 days after Easter, 50 days after Passover, 10 days after Ascension. And in our lesson today, uh, we're going to hear from Peter. And he's going to do something that's very traditional. It is preaching and explaining to people. He's going to go back and quote the words of authors like Joel today. So that type of memory is a rather interesting concept as I was doing a little research today about uh, the lesson. Um, we're speaking in tongues here. And it referred me back to Genesis and the Tower of Babel, where God changed things and mixed man's voices up to separate them to to travel all over the earth. And here we have voices, but voices so people can hear the word of God. So there's some interesting things to pick up from them. One other tradition is that the Jewish people typically on a special day would not eat until mid-morning. They would take that time for fasting and prayer to prepare for that day. That is referenced also today. So let's read Acts 2, 1-21. By the way, if I stumble, forgive me, i got some names to read here today. <laughs> when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the, their native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is that we hear each of us in our own native, native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Pygia, Philippia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. 
men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it will be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men will, shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show potents in the heaven above, and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall return to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord, great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on his the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of our Lord. Our lectionary psalm for today comes from Psalm 104, verses 24 to 34, and we'll be reading it responsibly. O Lord, how manifold are your works! Yonder is the sea, great and wide, creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away your, their breath, they die and return to the dust. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. And now for our next hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling.
in the world of Christian theology, there's an entire category of study that focuses our attention on the Holy Spirit. It's called pneumatology, which literally means the study of the Spirit. Pneumatology. The central question of pneumatology is, who is the Holy Spirit? There are a few things that we can say briefly about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity. The Spirit is sent by Jesus to be God with us after Jesus ascends and returns to the Father. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life centered on God. I'm going to say that last one one more time. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life centered on God. When you hear God speaking or sense God moving in your life, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God with us who is speaking and moving. And as we read in the New Testament letter of Paul to the Corinthians, the Holy Spirit is the giver of all spiritual gifts. So what are spiritual gifts? Well, a spiritual gift is something given to you by God for a purpose. There were numerous gifts mentioned in our lectionary text of Corinthians. Things like knowledge and healing and prophecy and many others. Sadly, many people believe in who believe in God and seek to follow Jesus do so without ever discovering the gifts that God has given them to do so. The list included in this text is not exhaustive. Paul is not trying to write us a list of all the potential spiritual gifts. There are many more mentioned throughout the Bible and exhibited throughout church history. So why would the Holy Spirit give gifts at all? Well, one key reason is because God did not create robots. He created people. God chose to partner with us in the building of his kingdom. And building requires tools. Spiritual gifts are those tools. There are a number of misconceptions regarding the spiritual gifts. One major misconception is that they are for pastors and leaders only. So not true. So not true. Every person who follows Jesus has spiritual gifts. And they are so very important to the entire community. For example, you may have the gift of encouragement. Your words bring comfort and hope to others. When you speak to people, their spirits are lifted, they are given hope. That is a wonderful and needed gift in the community, the gift of encouragement. Alternatively, you may have the gift of hospitality. You know how to make someone feel welcome and included and connected, part of community. Also a wonderful and powerful gift. Or maybe you have the gift of wisdom, and people naturally seek you out for advice and guidance on issues that they're facing. A very important gift. So you see, there are many different kinds of spiritual gifts. And they're given to all 
for the building up of the community and the blessing of other people. In another place, Paul talks about the body of Christ. And the body is a metaphor for community, for the whole of community. Paul talks about how essential each part of the body is for the unity and strength of the community. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. The eye can't say to the ear, I don't need you. Each part matters. Each part is essential for the function and the strength and the health of the community. Now some of you might be thinking, that's all well and good, Sam, but I don't have the foggiest clue what my spiritual gift is. Well, never fear, my friends, I have a gift for you. If you're interested in discovering your own spiritual gifts, if this is something you've never thought to explore, I have a very simple spiritual gift inventory and assessment that you can take a copy of with you when you leave. This is one among many different tools. You can find a lot of different types of tools like this. That's a simple questionnaire that helps you to assess and think about those things that are your strengths that are given to you by the Holy Spirit to use for the building up of the community. We can't use our gifts if we don't know what they are. Right? We have to know what they are. And then once we know what they are, we can take it to the next level. Once you know your gift, you can start practicing using it. Although you will discover that if you take an assessment and you really resonate with what that tool, tool tells you are your spiritual gifts, you'll discover that you've already been using it. And then you'll realize, oh, that's why I get lit up when I do that thing. Because that's the Holy Spirit working in me in community. And then you become encouraged yourself by the use of your gift. But ultimately, any gift like this that the Spirit gives us requires practice, practice, practice. The more we practice using our gifts, the more effective we become. It's just like any craftsman using a tool in their trade. The more time they spend using the tool, the more familiar that tool becomes in their hands, the more effective they become at using it, and the more beautiful the product on the other side of the work. Now there's another thing to say regarding spiritual gifts before we continue. There are primary gifts, the ones we receive for honing and developing over our lifetime, and there are also another type called situational spiritual gifts. This is where God provides you with a gift that you don't normally have for special circumstances that you may encounter in your life. And it may be for even just one moment that you're given a gift from the Holy Spirit to do a special thing at just the right time. So I wanted to share a story with you where I experienced this very phenomenon. I was working as a chaplain while in seminary in a psychiatric clinic in New Jersey. And it was one of the most challenging and rewarding year-long internship experiences I've ever had. During the course of the year, part of my responsibility as a chaplain in this facility was to lead small group discussions. I'd come with prepared uh, questions and themes, and the groups in the different units would get together around tables and we would talk about 
the issue that I would present on. We'd give them an opportunity to share and talk about the difficulties they were experiencing, or the hopes and dreams they had, or, or what faith means to them. So there was a variety of topics addressed. Well, one day I came across a particular unit in this facility where I was gathering together a group of people to do this very discussion group. There was about seven or eight of us. And there were two ladies who had joined the group. They had never been there before. I had never seen them as I had made my rounds through this clinic. One of them spoke English a little bit, and the other one spoke no English at all. Their native language was Portuguese. But, as I started the group, and got to know them just a little bit at the beginning, uh, we started our conversation. They didn't talk a whole lot, if at all, during the group, and as we went around, there was time for sharing. People in the group could talk or share or respond to uh, my questions or theme. And as we finished the group and I closed the session together, I said goodbye to the group, and these two ladies stayed behind. And I, I asked them, tried to communicate as best I could with the one who spoke a little English. I said, well, what was your experience? I hope that you were still feeling connected, even though there was a bit of a language barrier. They talked to each other for a moment, and then the second lady, who, or the first lady who spoke a little English, said, she understood everything you said. And I looked at, my, I looked at her and I thought, that's impossible. I know I don't speak Portuguese. So tell me again what she heard. <laughs> And through translation, the one who spoke a little English said, this is the main idea of what she got from what you were sharing. And it was the main idea of my topic and theme. And I had to sit back with my jaw on the floor and say, oh my gosh, how in the world did that happen? And I thought about it through the rest of the day, and I realized that it was an opportunity where God dropped in a situational gift. An opportunity to translate, just like we were reading in Acts chapter 2 when God brought languages, real spoken languages of nations, into the room where the disciples, who were going to become apostles, were praying, and all of a sudden, boom, they're speaking in the languages of all the people passing around outside, so that, as Bill said, they could hear the word of God in their own language. Well, needless to say, that experience was mind-blowing for me. And I know that my mouth was not speaking Portuguese, but the Holy Spirit was translating, which is an exciting thing to be a part of. Now, I will say this, that has never happened to me since. That was the one and only time that's ever happened. God gives us gifts in order to partner with Him for His work. And so it may never happen again, and I will be okay with me. It was an exciting experience to see in the moment when it happened. Now I also need to point out a few temptations that come along when we talk about spiritual gifts. First, there is the temptation toward prideful conceit. And second, there's the temptation toward comparison. When we think of gifts in a way that's conceited, we think things like, look at me and what I can do. But that, my friends, is dangerous ground to stand on. For remember, these are gifts. You didn't earn them. You didn't go to school to be able to do them. They've been given to you by the grace of God. And coming with the grace of God, a gift like this requires tremendous humility. 
recognizing that it is not yours to own. It is only yours to steward. Right? You've been given it, so you can give it away. You and I, we don't earn the gifts. We didn't create the gifts. We just get to steward them for the time that we have. So, a healthy dose of humility is required to utilize the spiritual gifts of God. Secondly, there's the temptation to comparison. Our culture is built upon comparison and competition. So in reality, it's no wonder to me that we would be tempted to do the same when it comes to spiritual gifts. Like conceit, however, something destructive happens to us when we compare our gifts to someone else. When we look at other people's gifts and think, I wish I had their gift. It's so much cooler than mine. Or it's so much more powerful than mine. Or it seems so much more important than mine. The problem when when we do this, we compare our gifts to others, is we're neglecting the gift that God has given us. You are taking away from the community the very thing it needs that God gave you to give it. No gift, no gift is better or worse than another, more or less important than another. Never forget this, friends. Comparing leads to jealousy, leads to coveting others' gifts, which takes us away from using the gifts that God has given us to use. Additionally, when we compare and think, oh, well, at least I have this gift and not that one, looking down on someone else is another form of comparison. Now we're saying that one member is not as important as another. And like I said, with the body metaphor Paul uses, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you, or the eye to the ear, I don't need you. God gives each of us gifts in order to bless others in our community and outside our community. Each gift matters, and each gift is essential to build the kingdom. Every gift you've been given is an essential part of building the kingdom of God. That's why the Holy Spirit gave them to you. So where do we go from here? Well, I've given you a crash course in what the gifts are and what they are for, as well as some pitfalls to avoid. But the most effective stewards of spiritual gifts are those who are paying attention to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God with you and me, right here, right now. And the Holy Spirit speaks. And if we are listening, we will receive guidance on how to use our gifts. We'll receive wisdom on when we are nearing those pitfalls. We'll hear the gentle whispers of God reminding us not to be conceited, for we didn't earn the gifts. Reminding us not to compare our gifts to others, because their gifts matter and our gifts matter. The Holy Spirit gives gifts and empowers us to use them, and our job is to simply pay attention. Just listen, because the Holy Spirit will guide us in the use of the gifts. So my concluding invitations for all of us today are these. If you need help discovering your gift, take a survey. Go fill it out, take your time, walk through it slowly, think deeply about the questions that it offers. One of the temptations when taking a spiritual gifts tool is to think about what you really, really want versus what you already have. 
So try to be brutally honest if you're taking the survey. Walk through the questions and say, yeah, I've seen this at work in my life. I know that it lights me up when I do it. That one is definitely part of a true statement for me. So that's a tip for when taking the survey. Second, if you already know what your gifts are, practice using them. And do so with humility and grace. And one of the best things we can do if we already know what our gift is, is to learn from someone else who has the same gift. Study those people. Learn from those people. Soak in their wisdom and their experience. And it will help you grow in your gift. Third, notice the pitfalls of conceit and comparison. And lastly, maybe most importantly, pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Pay attention for when the Spirit is inviting you to use your gifts. Or when the Holy Spirit is speaking and guiding you in your gifts. God has plans to use you, each and every one of you, if you're open and willing. And as I've said before, and I know that you've heard me say this a few times, if you're not dead, you're not done. You've got gifts to use. The job is not complete. So there's opportunities. It may be right here in your community, of where you live, and the people you rub shoulders with every day, for you to use the gifts that God has given you. So pay attention, my friends, because some of the characters in Scripture who did their best work, their most amazing work, did it in their 80s and their 90s and beyond. Amen? Amen. Let's continue our service of worship with our next song, Oh, Worship the King. Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now to receive our offerings. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. So if there's something that you would like us to recognize in prayer today, I invite you to indicate that by raising your hand at this time. Okay, let us pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for your faithfulness and your grace. We thank you for the beauty and the power of Pentecost. The recognition that you have never abandoned us, you've always been with us, and that in the entrance of the Holy Spirit into that room came with it tremendous power and gifts and abilities to convey and share the truth of who you are to all the people outside. And so, Lord, we pray in this space as we gather here today, as we do each Sunday, we pray for the needs represented by the hands that have been raised. Some of us in this room, Lord, are going through our own challenges and struggles 
We have great needs. And so, Lord, we pray that you would meet those needs in powerful, miraculous ways. Encourage us. Uplift our spirits. Speak to us words of comfort. Lord, some of us in this room are interceding on behalf of others, friends, family members, neighbors. And so, Lord, we lift up those prayer requests as well. We ask that you meet the needs, that you bring healing and reconciliation and hope to all those places, to all those people. Lord, we also are mindful of the great needs that, that are weighing on us for all that goes around our world. Major conflicts, uh, war, and various other needs, Lord, faced by groups of people and whole nations. So, Lord, for all these things, we pray your grace, we pray your love, we pray your equipping of your church to be people of peace, to be people of love and compassion. And Lord, for all the needs we've lifted up, we entrust them to your care, we lay them at your feet, and we ask for faith to trust you with each of these things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And praying the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And for our closing hymn, crown him with many crowns. I thought that the, 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 the service was over. <laughs> we can't. We can't finish without one more in. We can't wait. <laughs>